Welcome back to Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you need photos or video, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions is the team to get the job done. No matter if you need pageant headshots, professional headshots, lifestyle, family photos, they are the team to get the photos jobs done. And no matter if you need a wedding videography, a wedding commercial, any type of video project, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions is the company to reach out to to get your video projects done with. So no matter if you're thinking about photos or videos, make sure you reach out to Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for your next photo or video project. Our special guest this week is Keely Sanders. She is a former teen USA 1995. I am so excited for you guys to have this interview to listen to. She's such an incredible inspiration. She's a perfect example of someone who's won a national title and taken all of the opportunities given to her and cashed them in 100%. I hope you're inspired and motivated by this interview, and I hope my listeners out there win their national title too. And welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, it's always exciting to have a past um, teen title holder for USA on the show. So thank you for gracing um, the Total Focus uh listening audience and uh it, it's it's only been like i've only had the uh the chance of interviewing a couple of your past uh, alumni so it's always um an absolute honor to interview someone who's in my opinion won one of the elite titles in pageantry so um it's always phenomenal to get an insight of someone who won such an incredible title such um early into their life and how that's really cow um like made you jump off into the stratosphere so oh thank you thank you well it's always fun to even though i'm a former from many many years ago it's always nice to um to still be able to talk about it and and find people who are interested i guess <laughs> so when i, I when I was doing research um, the last couple of days, I, I stumbled upon your YouTube channel that you had a couple of videos. And I, I remember watching a video that you credited your mom as a really big influence on your style. And that's one of the reasons why you got into doing styling. Um, is that mm -hmm. another reason why you got into pageantry? Was she also really into pageantry too? No, she was um, not in pageantry at all. She, um, my mother's very beautiful and she has a lot of style and things, but she was not into pageantry and she kind of thought I was crazy when I got into it, um, when I told her I was going to do it. So, you know, she, in the beginning thought it was a little, thought it was a little nuts, but she became one of my biggest supporters and definitely my rock as far as, you know, going to appearances and, and making sure I had all the right clothes and the right makeup and, and, and doing everything I needed to do and really pushing me and, you know, telling me to go for it when we decided to do it. And especially when you're a teen, um, it, 
is a family affair. So, you know, that's the big part. Well, yeah, because, uh, I mean, you can't just get up and be like, okay, I'm not going to try and find a sponsor or, uh, you know, you know, you, I assume you're not working, so you don't have like disposable income that you can just pull from your own wallet. So you definitely have to ask permission for everything. Right, but you know, at that, yeah. And at that point, you know, I, she drove me to appearances and she, you know, it, it was a, not only the financial support, which I was very fortunate to have, but just the, the emotional and the day to day of really helping me and helping me navigate that world was, was a huge part of it. And my, my whole family was a huge part of it, but especially my mother. So if your mom is not the uh, original instant, the, the start of this, where, where does that start? Were you doing other activities? Were you, um, were you in sports? Were you playing an instrument? Like where did this passion for, to be on stage and um, compete? So I I was always been kind of an extrovert and, um, and I grew up in outside of Kansas city and I decided I wanted to go to modeling school. And so I actually at the very young age of like 15 or 14 enrolled myself into modeling school, but my mom obviously had to drive me. So it, um, I met someone there by the name of Robert McCain and he was a coach and he helped us with our runway walks and learning to present ourselves. And it was Kansas city. So it's a very small market, especially, you know, 20 years ago, um, or 25 years ago at this point. And so he was integral in it and he and I became fast friends. He was also a hairdresser. And so he became my hairdresser. Well, he decided he was going to, the hold the Miss Lawrence Kansas pageant and at that time you had to have four contestants in the teen division and then four at least four in the teen and Miss division each in order to hold the pageant and he only had three in the teen division so he asked me if I'd want to do it and I was like you're crazy there's there's no way like I'm not a pageant girl you know but at this point you're like modeling like for a year I was modeling in Kansas City for like a couple years like Probably two years. Okay, so you had like, you had really good experience being in front of the camera and being confident and knowing what makes you look beautiful. Then, yes, I mean, I, I, um, I do think I, yes, I had that experience. I had that confidence. I had had that training. Okay. Um, but yeah, and so he encouraged me to do it, and I went. And I told my mom like two days before that I was doing it. And she, again, like I told you, thought I was a little crazy. And then and when I went, I, you know, I always tell this story. I did everything wrong. I, I had the wrong type of dress for a teen. I had a tight black evening gown um, that I wore that had been a prom dress. I, I didn't know that you were supposed to have shoes that mat that nude colored shoes, you know, or shoes that matched your swimsuit or shoes that matched your skin. I didn't know that. I had black heels. I didn't know that you were supposed to, there was all these things I didn't know. And so I just, um, kind of winged it and I won based on my interview. And after I won, I kind of said, Oh, okay, great. That was fun. And he said, Oh no, no, no. You have to go to state. Like now you're Miss Lawrence teen. You have to go to state. And I'm like, what? You're crazy. And again, he convinced me. And so then my mom, that's when my mom kind of said, you know, okay, if you're going to do this, then let's figure it out. And so 
I found a coach, I found a, a, a dress shop that was very helpful, you know, and I kind of, kind of started figuring my way out and, and how it was going to work. And so that was the year I, I competed as Miss Kansas for Miss Kansas team and I won. And then I went on to win Miss Teen USA that year. Okay. So can you like, even today, can you comprehend that? Because never doing, you never did a pageant before, right? Am I, am I just to make sure oh, I'm not missing? No, I can't comprehend it. But I, I always tell girls, you know, it's not about what the judges want you to be. It's about who you are. So a lot of girls think if they don't do, if, oh, I didn't grow up in pageants, I can't compete. I won't do well. Or, you know, I hadn't either. And my Miss Teen USA was my third pageant and I won. So you don't have to, this doesn't have to be something you've spent your life for. Now, preparing is a different story. I prepared and prepared and prepared. But it's also one of those things where you don't, you know, they, they're picking you because of who you are as a person. And that's not something you have to, you know, you have to rehearse, basically. Do you think it's easier for the teen to come out of nowhere and to, and to be that shocker? Or is it plausible for the Ms. category to be that way, too? I think it's possible for both. I think it's easier for teens because teens have less, um, I think as we grow older, we get more preconceived notions of what we think people want from us or people expect of us. And I think teens are more likely to just be who they are. So I think it's, it happens more in the teen division than it does in the older categories in the miss division. So you had mentioned that the interview is what like puts you above everyone else. Is that something mm -hmm. that was told to you directly or is that your perception? Um, I know based on scoring that that was, okay. I scored very high in interview and I did in all of my pageants. I am what some people would call honest to a fault. So I am very forward. I'm very good with communication. I had been, I had taken debate all through high school. I was, uh, you know, I had taken speech classes and all this stuff. It was something that was just important to me that I enjoyed. I liked speaking in front of people. So when I was asked those questions, and to be honest, I don't remember what they were at, at the lower levels. Um, when I was asked the questions, though, it's, it's very easy for me to speak my mind and to speak off the cuff. And so I think that was a huge advantage for me. Um, I don't get nervous in front of crowds, uh, you know, and it makes, it makes that whole process a lot easier. I guess that's what really um, translates when you're doing television interviews or doing on set um, pieces. So I guess that's what makes you really excel there. Do you feel like you excel in that in those spaces because you feel so comfortable? Yes, yes. And I think some of that is inherent. I think it 100% can be learned. But I do think, you know, what is it, speech, speaking in front of uh, people, public speaking is, is one of the like top three fears people have. I'm very fortunate in the fact that I don't have that fear. If, if the young lady or guy, I mean, I mean, whatever like competition, um, do you think debate is what really honed it in or would you recommend them trying something like Toastmasters I know that's more of an adult product, but it, it's that's what it's focused on. I think taking debate class as a as a young person in high school 
is a gives you a huge advantage, not just in pageantry, but in life. You learn to think about things differently. You learn to look at all sides. You learn to have a um, conversation with somebody that is rational and intelligent. I think it gives you a huge advantage in life. So to, I guess to break it down, where, if, if modeling is what really is the catalyst to starting this whole thing, where did the love for that come from? Um, were you, are you one of, are, are you one of the young ladies that just died to be in a magazine or saw really cool runway shows and you wanted to be there? I think it was just the, um, you know, people would ask me if I modeled and I, and I think it was the curiosity of like, no, I don't, but kind of being told that it's something you could do. It was something independent. It was something outside my school activities. Uh, and I think that made it fun for me. And so I wasn't into sports. I, I mean, I was a cheerleader, but I wasn't into sports. And so, you know, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. And I thought it was a, it was kind of my extracurricular activities growing up. Okay. So you were also in cheerleading. So that, I guess that's your, also a good way of being able to build that team um, coefficient and also learning how to speak to women without like considering them at like a, um, like they're against me. You know, you have a, you can talk to uh, another female of your age and not think they're always competing against you. Was that a good form? Was that a good form for that? And would you recommend girls of, of a young age to be in that group and have a group of girlfriends or, or being on a team where you have girls where you have to you have to be friends because otherwise you're not going to win or not not work well. Well, I think being maybe cheerleading isn't their thing, but for me, I'm not super uh, coordinated. So athletes were not athletics like basketball, volleyball. They just weren't really an option for me. I was horrible at them. But I think doing anything in a team as a, as a young person is a, gives you a huge advantage because you learn how to work as a team. You learn how to settle disputes. You learn how to um, communicate. You learn how to put yourself out there. So I think being in some sort of a team activity growing up is, is a huge importance, whether it's a band or it's a sport or it's cheerleading or it's, you know, chess club, something where you are in with other, other people your age, I think is a, is a big advantage. Because you literally did three pageants and then you won your national title in your category. Um, and you said even today, it's hard for you to, to coincide that. Are you at least like, are you like aware of how significant that organization is? Or is that still like, you know, because it wasn't something you were specifically shooting for and you, you want it and you're happy about it. I don't like, how do you like, I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to sum it up for you, but. No, I think it's, it's definitely, I think you're, you're right. I mean, I think it's, I won, it was as, as you know, I don't want to sound cheesy, but it was life changing. And I think it was just part of my journey. I think it was something that, um, has made me think about a lot of different things, a lot of things differently throughout my life. And I feel that, you know, there's a lot of ways to get there. 
you know, you don't, you don't have to be a cheerleader to be a pageant queen. You don't have to be a model to be, to win a pageant. You don't have to do those things. I think there's just similarities between them that kind of lend themselves to those activities, but there's girls of all walks of life that end up doing pageantry and doing very well in it. Um, I think it's things, you know, being a beautiful person inside and out. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it is a beauty pageant. Most of them are, but I think, you know, being a beautiful person on the inside and, and having a love of people and wanting to go out and talk to people and work for different causes, you know, all of that is the really important part about it. Do you believe that you'd be in the same situation if you have not won that title? Like, do oh, you gosh, have the same that's... kind of industry? Do you, ha do you meet the same husband, you know? Et cetera, oh, et cetera. Well, I would hope I would, I would meet my husband. Um, you know, well, I don't I know. Think... I, 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 I haven't, we haven't gone that far, but how, I mean, right. right. I didn't know if you met him in the course of like running your business or, or, and that in, in the course of just like being in the right area because you're in LA now, right. Or you were in LA or your business is in LA. I, I now was you're in, in LA. I, right. I, I'm in Arizona now. Right. I live in Scottsdale with, with my husband and my daughter, but I feel like, I do feel like I would have still gone into fashion. That's what I went into. And I was majoring in, I, you know, I majored in fashion. I always had a love of fashion. And so I think, yes, would I, have go I would have gone into fashion regardless. Would I have had the opportunity to design with the legendary Steven Urich, who is a designer that I admired for years that I ended up working with, who I met while I was Miss Teen USA? No, I don't think that would have happened. Do I think that I would have been able to then go on and design um, gowns for girls to wear on a national level, on a national stage. Probably not. You know, I think, I think it definitely opened doors for me. Um, you know, I was always pretty clear that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and work in the fashion and style industry. So I think, yes, those things would have happened. I just think they may have happened differently. And you had that dream, even that young, that you wanted to be in the industry? Or is that something that grew out of model. Yeah, I was I was always pretty sure I wanted to be in the pageant or in the fashion industry 100%. Okay. And that goes back to your um comments on your YouTube channel where your mom is your influence and she built that style yeah. of, of style for you, correct? Yeah. Okay. So is your mom your style icon then for your entire life? Like do you base Oh, I think I have met I think it depends on what, you know, my style is always changing depending on my mood. And I mean, I think everybody, you know, I love old movies and older style. I love Liz Taylor's style and, and Bridget Bardot's style from the 60s. I love Jackie Onassis's style, you know, and then there's days that I am admiring Kate Moss's style. I mean, I'm kind of, to be honest, all over the board and, and my closet is hugely varied in, in the styles that it contains. Um, you know, my, my own personal style is very eclectic and based on my mood and what I'm doing. Do you think that's just good for like mental breakout that you, you know, maybe if you're having like a moody day, you have like a kind of a moody outfit. And then if you're having like a fabulous day, you absolutely. Have... Okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's just days I feel like, oh, I want to dress up today, you know, and my husband and I have our own office and I, I do see clients, but not every single day. And, and I still may be in a, you know, in a full dress and, and heels and it's just me in my office all day. 
I don't interface with anybody, but that's just the mood that I'm in. Or I may come in in jeans one day. You know, it just depends. I'm very kind of all over the board. So when you have clients come in, do they reference it or is it just another kind of a really cool trivia thing on your resume and that, that many people actually bring it up to you? I think in this point in my life, um, not that many people Um, you do, you, I'm sorry, hold people on, are more, hold on. You, you totally went, you totally went blank. So let me just put a, a little marker here and you can start it from the top. Let me just put a marker here. Okay, go. I think at this point in my life, people don't necessarily know. Um, you know, some do, I run into people all the time. that will be like, oh my gosh, yeah, you were in pageants or this or that, or somebody will tell them. But it's not something that comes up every day for sure. Like it did more so when I was younger. Yeah. And I, I guess the other thing is because, um, you know, Facebook, social media wasn't really a thing when you won, you know, you weren't able to capitalize that like star aspect, but it sounds like you totally um, hit a home run when it comes to having a career. So I think if does, is it, would you feel better that you hit a home run with a business than having that star aspect and, and, and that's okay with you? Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. With me. Um, I've always loved what I did. I've never had a huge interest in just being famous. Okay. Um, and I know a lot of kids today that's, they want to be Instagram stars. They want to be this, they want to be that, you know, I wanted to be known for, working in the style world or working, doing the work that I did in television, you know, that was much more my path other than I didn't just want to be famous for being famous, you know, for being pretty. That was really not of interest to me. Um, I have no, nothing, you know, great for those who do and can make it happen if that's your goal. But I really wanted to kick some ass in the, in the pageant, you know, in the, pageant world and then go move into the fashion world. And, and now I work, you know, primarily in fine jewelry, but still it all revolves around style. So it, it's all one and the same to me. Oh yeah. Jewelry is 100% style. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have, if you don't, if you don't coordinate that with your clothing, then you're going to totally be a mishmash and it's not going to look good, you know? Right. Right. So that's the, you know, so I, I, I'll never not, um, not be involved in, in the style industry. Let's put it that way. Do you feel because you have kids now that your kids will now have pressure to compete? And then if they do, do you think they'll have pressure to win? I don't think that, I mean, I, and I have a daughter, um, who's, she's only a year and a half old. I don't think she'll have the pressure because I don't, I will not put that on her. I actually don't, um, would not even let her compete as a child. It's my own personal, um, thoughts. So if she wanted to do it as she got older, that would be, you know, that would be another thing, but I don't have any plans of putting her, you know, putting her in pageants or anything like that. Um, but I think, yeah, she'll definitely know it. She'll know that I was Miss Teen USA, and and I definitely hope that that is not pressure on her because it would never be. I would never want her to feel that because that was something I did. That's something she has to do. So legacy 
is not as important as just having a well-rounded child then. And right. Then ha- yeah, uh, no. Okay. Um, that is, no, I, I have no desire. I have no dreams of having a pageant legacy in my family. Uh, it's, you know, much more, much more important to me that she does what she's passionate about, whatever that is. Do you feel that because you won it in one year and you weren't really passionate beforehand that um, you're a little disconnected from some other person that had competed so many times and then eventually won? And I mean, I don't feel disconnected. I feel like, you know, um, I worked, and I know that's not what you're saying. I, I, I worked just no, as hard. No, I'm not trying I, to talk to you anyway. <laughs> exactly. I know that's not, yeah. But I feel like I... I didn't grow up thinking, God, I want to be in pageants. I want to be in pageants. I want to be in pageants. So for me, it was a stepping stone. It wasn't like this end all goal. It wasn't like, this is what, this is all I want to do, which, you know, and and a lot of girls use it as a stepping stone and it's a great stepping stone to doing just about anything in life. Um, But yeah, I think it's a little bit different. I didn't have that dream as a child. So I don't, I don't see my child having that dream. I could be totally wrong. I mean, she surprises me on a daily basis. So she could come up with something, you know, that I have no idea about. Well, you said she's one, right? So let's, let's, yeah, let's she's give only her one and a half. Let's give her, let's give her uh, 16 years before we, we put <laughs> yeah. any pressure on her. Right. Um, and yeah. I, and I'm one of those pro, um, you know, let's give women as many opportunities because let's be honest, we don't give women as many opportunities as we do for men. And this is a great, stepping stone and i i hope that no none of my listeners get insulted by that but like i mean this is a this is a perfect example you are a perfect example of you totally doubled down and took full advantage of all the opportunities given to you i mean that i mean that's how i see it and I, i that's the way you expressed it to me yes no it is it is true you know it was it was unexpected and amazing so I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions no matter if you're planning a wedding a special event or you just need an amazing headshot they are the team to get the job done you can reach out to them at 443-422 3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So for our, our listeners out there, and they're in that perfect teen, I would say, Goldilocks time frame. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you'd recommend? Because, you know, the game has really changed with the social media aspect. Um, you recommended that they should definitely take, uh, uh, be in speech classes or, or do debate classes. You recommended, mm-hmm. is, is, do you think they should take modeling classes? Like, is there something else that's really good or... I mean, you. Well, I think whatever whatever they need to do to feel comfortable within their own skin and feel comfortable in front of a camera and comfortable in front of in front of people 
whether for them that's, you know, modeling classes or they're involved in, you know, yoga is a great way to feel comfortable within your own body. Um, you know, if they're, if they love to work out that they're, you know, working out with friends and that helps them or they're playing sports or modeling is a great way. It is a great segue, but I don't think it's the only one. It's what worked for me. Yeah, I understand. Um, is there something unique about the teen environment where a lot of candidates come out of nowhere, they they never do a pageant, and then they win the state title or they'll win a local right away? Is that just because the genuine um, life that you have at that young age? Like, how do you... Cof, like how do you qualify that and describe well, that? I think, yeah, I think it's a couple things. I think, yes, it's the genuine light that you have and the, and the just authenticness that we sadly most, a lot of us or a lot of people lose as they grow older. I also think that you're on a more even playing field. Um, you know, you're much more likely to have a lot of first timers in a teen pageant than you are in a miss pageant. So it's a, it's a more even playing field if you are doing it for the first time. I also think that in general, that less, I don't want to say less is expected of a teen, but if a teen trips on stage, which girls have fallen down completely and still won Miss Universe. So this is not a, this is not a make it or break it kind of move. But if a teen, you know, kind of trips up on stage, it's considered cute. Like, oh, she was nervous. She's 15. Like, you know, that's so great. She's She recovered. We're so proud of her. If it happens at, a, at the age of 22, it's just looked at a little bit differently. So I think teens get a little bit more leeway when they're competing from judges, from the public, from everybody. And I think that, you know, it is a more even playing field for first timers when you're a teen. Is that, is that something that a teen could take advantage of? Like get that perce- get that perception of being naive and like ooh i'm i'm so cute and like you know i'm so innocent you know but like, i don't no? i don't think so because i think it's when it's not genuine okay and i mean sometimes even when it is genuine it comes off as airhead it comes off as ditzy i mean we've seen the you know um the girls answer questions and they try to they try to play it off as like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm this like innocent little teen. But when it's inauthentic, it just comes off as ditzy, in my opinion. And I think it's very obvious. Well, I I mean, as a formal judge and as a photographer, I absolutely agree with you. Um, yeah. Is that is that the perception that you would get from other judges? And is that something that, that someone who's competing should pay attention to? Oh, for sure. I mean, judges, it's very, what a lot of girls don't understand is it's very easy. And especially in the USA system, I mean, you know, the the directors in the USA system, they get very highly qualified judges. They've been doing this for a long time and they, it is very easy for a judge to spot a girl who's inauthentic. Um, And I think that the girls don't always know that, but going into it, you know, and they think they need to be what they think the judges want to see. But I, in, in every pageant I've ever judged, you know, when the judges are, are having conversations, it's like, oh yeah, you can tell she's putting on a show. 
for the ones that are. It's very obvious. Well, I mean, I think that's some great insight. Um, I guess my, my follow-up question would be, do you, do you have such a strong um, connection with the USA brand? And would you recommend for girls to specifically do USA? Or do you think that whatever system works for them and they should just do what works for them? I think, I mean, yes, I have a very strong attachment. You know, I was a a title holder for the Miss Universe organization. I was a director of three states for the Miss Universe organization. I've judged for them. I'm now, my husband and I are now um, the fine jewelry sponsors for the Miss Arizona pageant for the USA system. You know, I've been involved in literally every angle you can be for a, for the, in the, within the Miss Universe organization, I've played every single role. So I have a, I have an affinity and a partiality to that, but I definitely think that any system that works for you, that you feel comfortable in is a great system. I don't have talent. You know, I don't sing, I don't dance, I don't play an instrument. So the Miss America system wasn't even an option for me. If that's something you are more interested in, or you really just want scholarship money, then go for that. You know, I think it's depending on what your interests are, what the program is like in your area and your state, and you know what works for you. I, I'm very big fan of doing what works for you in all aspects of your life. So basically, it's really ba- it should be based on your quality. You know, if your skills are not as well-rounded and you're not eclectic when it comes to playing a sport or, 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 or an instrument, maybe USA would be better or a competition where there's not a talent involved. Oh yes. I mean, I wasn't going to just, you know, try to invent a talent and, and compete with it. I, that, that wasn't even an option for me. Um, so for me, the USA system was not only what is it the only one I really knew about, but it was the only one that was really an option for me, especially at that age. Now, if you are younger competing, you know, as, as a 10 year old or a early teen, there is a lot of systems out there that, you know, the, um, that people get involved in that kind of feed into the USA system. Those girls, it's kind of a, you know, an unofficial prep for them. Um, but like I said, I don't, I've never been involved with those systems, things like that. So I don't know a lot about it. What, what is a year as the national teen title holder like, um, your counterparts, you're in New York. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want to, so I know that the New York, uh, the, your counterparts live in New York, but you're still a teen. So you're still living at home, right? So how does that, yeah, when I was. In, in 1995, when I was Miss Teen USA, um, the Miss Universe organization was still based in Los Angeles. So the girls lived in LA. I was not given the opportunity. I was not given the option to live there. I was 18 and had graduated high school. So I would have moved to LA at that point. Today, the girls, the teen girls, well, I can't speak about exactly today, but up until recently, I believe the teen girls were given the option. If they were of age, they could move to New York and all three girls. Yeah. All three girls shared an apartment. Well, that's a cool improvement because I would assume that, that they would be required to stay with their parent. But I I guess that does make sense that if you're of age, that you should be given all the, the opportunities that the, the other girls. And I've known many teens that go to New York and they enjoy it. Um, And they have a great, 
you know, it's a great experience for them. I would have loved that opportunity. I didn't, I didn't have it. So. But did they, know, I think did they it, like fly you around to do public appearances or were you basically yes. state? Oh, okay. So you were yeah, basically. No, I flew all over the country. Um, it was when I was involved. Um, it was before the Mr. Trump owned the organization. It was before it was owned by, uh, you know, who the current owners. Mm -hmm. I was several owners ago. You know, we had personal drivers everywhere. They flew me first class. I had a great expense account for makeups and facials and clothing and shoes and anything I needed. Um, it was a it was a phenomenal experience. They, you know, treated me like a true queen. They, everything was very high standards, very first class. Um, you know, I did have when I would, I would travel solo because I would fly from Kansas, but then when I would arrive at a destination, I had a travel manager that, you know, coordinated everything and, and took care of everything for me when I was there. But I stayed in beautiful hotel suites and, you know, it was, it was wonderful. I got to speak to amazing people and, uh, groups of teenagers and groups of adults. And I just, you know, you get to do things that you would never in a, in a regular life get to do. And so it was really, like I say, you know, life changing. So I guess for in comparison, it's basically what a state title holder does, but you're doing it on a global level and you're able to exactly. meet a higher level of celebrity or influencers or, or donators or. Yes. Do you, I mean, I guess in that process, you also met this gentleman who helped, helped you and will, was willing to let you design several dresses, what you had mentioned. So is that, yes. is that in that relationship where's where you met this person? Um, yeah. So I can tell you the story. I was, oh, I, I, actually, Please. I, I actually wore a Steven Yurick gown. He's, he's done a lot of, um, he did work with, a lot of celebrities in the seventies and eighties and pageant girls. He was, he did a lot of gowns for Vanessa Williams. He did, he was known for all this beautiful beating. And so he, um, I met him. I had worn a Steven Yurt gown when I won Miss Teen USA, the white dress was designed by him, but I didn't know him. I was sitting in Las Vegas when Chelsea Smith was giving up her title as Miss universe. She was a very dear friend of mine. Um, and she, I said, who did your gown? And she said, Steven Urich. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such a huge fan. You know, he, I wore a gown of his when I won Miss Teen USA and she offered to introduce me. And he and I, he did my entire wardrobe when I was giving up my title. He did dresses for my mom and for my sister. Oh, wow. Um, and that's then that's really going that weight. That's way. Yeah. I mean, if you're going, amazing. if you're going third, if you're going weight third down the line, that that's a pretty. Yeah. That, that's a pretty cool, I mean, he must have really felt that you guys were good friends then because that's something you We know. were, and and he knew that I was interested in fashion and that I was getting a degree in design, and so he offered to be my mentor, and then we ended up working together. He um, would have his factories make a lot of designs for my clients when I went on to design, and Stephen even did um, did, did two, I mean, I this is my third marriage, and he did my first two wedding dresses for me as well. Is it, were you getting, um, like, uh, like you, you did my first two dresses and didn't work out. Let's, let's change it up. So, you know, like bad luck, were you like superstitious or you just hadn't had that? Oh gosh, no, I was, um, 
to be honest, my third marriage, I was five months pregnant with my daughter when we decided to get married. So it was not possible for me to be, um, you know, taking my measurements and him sending me a dress by mail. I needed something done locally so that I could, <laughs> I could fit into it. Well, you know, this gives, gives your husband an opportunity to surprise you with a five year or a 10 year, you know, there you big, go. Like big wedding, that. you yeah. know, and I mean, you're, yeah. I mean, you're in the industry, so I'm sure you, I'm sure you would appreciate that. So. Yes, I would. You're right. Well, I mean, it sounds like, um, like this is, it's like totally evolves you, but like, um, I wasn't even aware that you were a director. Um, I, I apologize for not doing more research, but what was that experience? Uh, were you pulled in as a director because you had won and they wanted? No, I was actually, I was, they, they, at that time, they didn't really have ex um, title holders as pageant directors. So I was the first, um, I was the first one, um, the first national title holder to ever become a director within the Miss Universe organization. And a, uh, a friend of mine, he and I formed a production company in Los Angeles. And when the state California came up that it was, uh, people could purchase it because you purchase them, they're a licensing fee. Um, we kind of threw our hat in the ring and there was well over a hundred people who applied for it and we were granted the license. And so we ran the state of California. We eventually also took on New York and New Hampshire. Um, but then I got, um, and then, you know, I, I got out of it and really wanted to go back to fashion. So that's kind of what I did after several years, but it was great. It was a great experience. You know, it was, it was fun being on the other side. I think we brought a lot of change to the pageant. I think we brought a lot of glamor to the pageant, um, doing it as an ex contestant, you know, my, um, it was just a totally different outlook on, I, it was important to me that the girls felt supported. They, they got to do, they got good opportunities. We had good sponsorships, you know, I think we looked at it a little bit differently because of my experience. Um, and it, and it was great. It was a, it was a great experience. Talk about hitting a home run. You got, you were <laughs> at one time you had New York, New York and, and California. I can't think of yeah. two, the two, two other States to really have on your list. I mean, were you just yeah, like, it was pretty great. Yeah. Um, it was great. Um, and, um, I, I, I guess, I mean, <clears throat> because it's a, you you said it wasn't i would have thought it was a franchise so um but i guess are you the last director before the chrisleys that took over for california or there was a middle no no there was um um pam and alex uh, a couple of women that we worked with a lot and they helped us a lot they um were were directors after us gotcha. or, and after me so yeah, and it is a franchise, but you have to apply to get the franchise license. So that's kind of what gotcha. the process was. I mean, I I would love to have the Maryland the Maryland state, but I know that state is probably never going to come up for a long time. But um, I mean, I, yeah, I don't have any idea. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Um, not at, in no way am I asking for inside information. Um, but it just sounds like such a cool um, it. If, if, to, if to operate any pageant personally, like I started the whole conversation to be a part of the USA, because I believe the USA system is, it, I hold it at such a high regard 
is such a an important thing. So, um, did you feel that responsibility as the director that you know we got to hold these at a certain level? What say that again? I'm sorry. Well, so when you were the director for both New York and California, did you feel uh-huh. pressure to hold them at a certain high level and, and have, you were saying that you really upped the game? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I felt, you know, I felt that I felt there was a lot of pressure on us because of me being an ex title holder and being kind of the new kids on the block at that time. But things like that don't, don't bother me. <laughs> Extra pressure doesn't bother me. So I was fine with it. Um, it but it was, and, and I felt like I held the girls to a higher standard as well because I had been in their shoes and I knew what it took, but it, it, I knew it could be done. And, and so, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want excuses. We wanted to have great title holders and we put, we did put that pressure on them. Are you in that mindset that you want to be in the pressure cooker? You want someone to have the spotlight you want to have the best if you're going to be a director your system you want your system to be the best system you want everyone to emulate your system as a local system. well i don't believe in doing anything unless you want to do it the best i mean that's okay. just how i operate as a person so you know i mean when i was a stylist i wanted to be the best stylist when i was you know or or at least the best in my eyes or the best uh doing the best at my job every day so you know i feel that that is how i operate as a person so that was definitely how i was operating as a director just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mav pp.com now let's get right back to this great interview well you already kind of like popped the lead and talked about it so you're currently a sponsor with your um um a jewelry company with arizona which is so exciting so um now what type of jewelry are you focusing on is this for more adults or is it really great for pageants or is it kind of collective um, grouping of, uh, of a mishmash of if uh, some young adults and some uh, more um, seasoned veteran? Well, I, you know, I haven't done, I mean, currently I, like I said, I work in the jewelry industry and we focus, my husband is a third generation uh, jeweler and has been Ooh. in the fine. Yeah. Has been in the fine jewelry industry his whole life. His, his father is in it. He's a stone importer. His mother is a jewelry designer. Oh, cool. Um, his grandfather was a lapidary artist. So there, there's a lot of history there. I, and we actually met because I had clients that wanted to have um, jewelry made by a company that he was running at the time. Um, and, you know, coming from the fashion world and coming into the into the fine jewelry world is a, is a pretty easy transition. I was, I was working with some, I was working with fine jewelry a lot in my, in my world anyways, at that time when he and I met and, um, had gone to the gemological Institute and gotten some education on it. Um, 
And so I wanted to make that transition anyways, but the jewelry part, you know, we do it for everybody. I mean, like I said, we're, we're sponsors of the Miss Arizona USA pageant and Miss Arizona Teen USA pageant, Which is but so, we also, so, cool. so great. Yeah. Well, the director is a friend of mine. And so it was a, it was a fun, it's been a really fun project. Um, and we, you know, we do things for everybody. So we do things from engagement rings to, um, and we do work with, diamonds to any of the rarest gemstones, you know, rubies, emeralds, sapphires, of course, but we do a lot with just about anything. My husband is, has, like I said, been in it for so long. He has just the best connections and he, we work with very high quality things. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to be expensive, but we work with all budgets and we work on a custom basis. So we don't have a jewelry store. Um, we are going to be selling limited pieces online, um, in the near future, but, we don't have um, a, a typical jewelry company in that state of mind. We we meet with clients one on one, and we do custom pieces for people. We create them from scratch, ninety percent of the time. I mean, if my listeners don't already know this, the people that are really good, like designers or in that industry, they don't usually have stores. They usually do make home. Yeah. So it just shows how um, well skilled your your husband's whole family is and it sounds like you're definitely in the right mix of people because um usually those type of people are very really well known as well as just being skilled at what they do so i mean that is just as much as being a painter or someone who's a singer because it's something that it takes years if not a lifetime to to learn so i mean yeah. And my mother-in-law is a brilliant designer and award winner. My husband is an award-winning designer for jewelry and it just makes, you know, he can, we just have, it, it's just so much fun. I have to say, I, I love coming to work every day. I get, I get to play with diamonds and, and create beautiful things for people. So it's, it's always a positive experience. That's for sure. Well, it also must not be so like a marginalist, like you're just doing like you're cookie cutting because if you're doing custom pieces or doing unique things. It's not the same thing. You're not just making right. the same widget over and over and over. Mm -hmm. so, so, and I love not, you know, I've, that's one of the reasons I've always loved working for myself is that I, you know, I don't like doing the same thing every day. So my, every day is different, which I, which I love. Are you as, are you guys specifically just focused on the Arizona market or, um, how, Do how would that work all over the, all over the globe. Okay. Um, we work, I actually was, was talking with a client today that we're doing a custom piece for. She actually lives in Kansas. Um, and oh, Kansas. we do, we even have a 3d printer. So we have printed out what her ring will look like that we're creating for her Ooh, and we send so it cool. to her so she can, yeah, she can try it on. She can see exactly what it's going to look like. We do 3d drawings, um, CAD presentations, you know, so it's, we work all over and it's, it's great because we were, when COVID came, we were already well-versed in that area and knew how to do it. And so, excuse me. So we were, it was easy for us to kind of make that pivot and transition. Well, yeah, it sounds like you, your business model was specifically tailored for this type of industry where you could be module. I mean, the, it sounds yeah. like what really um, made your business even more better is this, a to pre cast this, uh, on design that's something that's really i mean i i mean this is the reason why you go to a high-end jewelry designer because they you literally get to see it before it's made 
I mean, there's no reason spending a thousand, couple thousand dollars, and then you don't like the way it looks in real person. That's that's a phenomenal value. That's yeah, great. it is. It is, and and clients are always super surprised. You know, it's one of those things that's great. It's not a super expensive feature. It's not something that you have to pay a lot of money for, and it ensures that when they receive their final piece of jewelry, it's something they'll love. I mean, that's that's I I mean. I remember when I graduated high school, it would have been awesome to actually see what the the actual class ring would be like, you know, and actually, mm-hmm. you know, and then when you get in just a, so that's, that's an incredible value. I mean, that's awesome. Well, um, is there any, like, how do they, of course your information is going to be below. Um, okay. Is, is there any other way that you'd like them to reach out if they would like to buy some jewelry or are you doing pattern well, coaching can... or are you just focusing on jewelry and styling or? Yeah, I'm pretty much just jewelry and fashion right now. I haven't done pageant coaching in years, um, but you can always find me on Instagram and that's Keely Sanders style and uh, is my handle. And um, you know, that'll be in the information as well. So yes. yeah, they can always reach out there. That's the the love of social media. Well, I, Keely, I really appreciate you being on the show and I, I hope you really enjoyed um your time with us. And I really do appreciate it. It's so fascinating um, to learn all about what you currently do and, and you're just win your whirlwind win. Um, and uh, it's always fascinating to, to hear the teens win. So it's, it's also really just incredible how you really used all of the key assets to your advantage and has really made your your life so mm-hmm. phenomenal so i mean i i hope my listeners realize this is why i brought you on because this pageant really helped you excel in life yes it did it did and to me it is so worth the um you know it, it, it like i said it changed my life so i'm i'm definitely a big fan well big thank fan you. of pageants Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Keely, thank you so much for coming on the show. I 100% am extremely thankful for the opportunity. And I feel so motivated and inspired by our interview. And I hope my listeners feel the same way. It just shows that. If you take advantage of everything that's given to you in life and you are positive, good things can happen your way. And um, I hope my listeners continue seeing that pageantry and acting and modeling are all positive aspects that women should be involved in. And we should continue to work hard and promote positive women in these industries and i am so thankful to have you on my show and have you as a beacon towards this movement as always i want to point out to my lovely listeners that we have two shows we have this podcast called the total focus podcast i also have my movie breakdown show called the movie breakdown with my co-host ivan carlos where we talk about movies and we just have generally a great time. So 
I hope you guys all enjoyed this interview, and I hope you please subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and as always, please stay tuned.